Welcome to the Life After Plus One podcast, where we turn life's lemons into delightful lemonade. Get ready for inspiring stories, uplifting conversations, and all the tips and tricks to rock your single parent journey with style. I'm your host, Leanne, and it's time to embrace the adventure of Life After Plus One. So let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Life After Plus One. I'm your podcast host, Leanne, and today, before we dive in, I want to say a huge shout out and a big thank you to all my listeners that have been on board since day one. Now, we're still fairly new. We're still just dipping our toes in the water here, but there are a lot of you out there that have been on board from episode one, and I love that. So thank you to all you listeners, and also a big shout out to the newbies out there that have just discovered Life After Plus One and have just come on board. So shout out to you all, and thank you for finding us and feel free to share this show with your single friends. Let's get this into more ears and let's get all our single friends on board our Life After Plus One community. Now, today's episode, we're going to talk about a little bit of a serious topic and I don't like getting too serious, but this is a topic that I think we really need to discuss and it is very much related to single parenting and that is overcoming narcissistic manipulation. Now, for those of you that have been on board for some time, you've probably heard a fair bit about my history and my breakup story. Now, I'm not going to go into too much of that now, but I probably will touch base on a few things throughout today's episode. But just to get started, the word narcissist. Now, I had no idea what that word even was until I broke up with my daughter's father. And it wasn't something just landed on my lap and I just looked at him and I said, you're a narcissist. It was because the behaviors and the patterns and the things that were happening were just so, do you know what? I don't even know what word to put with it because it's just so, un. I was going to say unnormal. That's not even the right word to use. Things he was saying, the things he was doing were just so out of touch with reality. It just blew me away. And the things that were happening, I'm just like, I'm confused by this. I don't understand how one minute someone can love you so much and the next minute you're their worst enemy and they want to see you suffer in every way possible. So it's a constant love-hate relationship. And with my relationship, there was a lot of periods where there was breaking up back together, breaking up back together. And I stupidly back then gave way too many chances. And each time we broke up, I was just gobsmacked by the constant change of behavior and the constant up and down and the inconsistency of what was happening. I mean, it was like he was obsessed with me and he just needed me in his life. And the next minute, I was just his worst enemy and he would have done anything to hurt me and to see me suffer and make sure I look like the bad person. And these behaviors just really threw me because I understand people break up And I understand people have a falling out and I understand not everyone gets along with everyone and that's fine. Relationships don't always last forever and I totally get that. But what really baffled me was the complete change in behaviors. There was no consistency at all. So that's when I started doing my research. I'm like, what is going on here? How is this possible for someone to behave such a way? This is when I started looking into things. I was doing my research Because I was just so caught off guard each time. And I'm like, what is happening? This is just not normal behavior. And so what I started doing is I started to research the behavior. I started to research what was actually happening and what he was doing. And that's when I came across the word narcissist and all these other words that came with it. Narcissistic abuse, gaslighting, manipulation, love bombing. All these things came into play. And I'm like, holy fuck, it all makes sense. And so every time something happened, I looked at it back at this and I referred back to all these traits and what was happening. I'm like, okay, I kind of get it. Because when you're actually in a relationship with someone that behaves this way and you've never heard of it, you don't know what's going on. A lot of the times, because they're so good at making you feel good when it suits them, It's hard to kind of hate them in a way because they're good at making you feel good. They're good at buying you gifts when it's necessary, when they've done something wrong or something's gone to the shit. So they'll buy you a gift or they'll do something. They'll come back in with the love bombing to make you want to look at them like they're the best person in the world. And they'll try and act like nothing just happened at all. For those reasons, it's easy to sometimes overlook all that negative shit that's happening. 
because they try and cover it up with the love bombing stages. They will try and buy you something or put on that whole sweet act, make you think that they're the most amazing person ever. And they'll try and cover up all the bad and all the ugly stuff with the small bit of good. And it's so easy to fall into that trap. And that's why, sadly, I did get stuck into it. And I was in a horrible, horrible spiral of that constant breaking up, getting back together, breaking up, getting back together, breaking up. And unfortunately, it did. Well, I won't say unfortunate because I'm glad it did happen. But it did get to a point where something really toxic happened, where it pushed me to the point where I literally picked up my daughter and I said, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm out. And what happened that day is something that was very unpleasant and it's something I will not share on this show. But there were a lot of other ugly incidents that did happen throughout that relationship and throughout the breakup where you're put in a position where you're led to question your sanity. You're questioning your value. You're questioning everything about you. Because they're really good at putting you in a situation where you're left to look like the crazy one. They will trigger you and trigger you and push you and do anything they can with a smile on their face and you can ignore it as much as you can, but they will eventually push you to breaking point. And when you do finally react, that's when they come out with the crazy card. Oh, look at you. You're crazy. They try and play you as the crazy psycho ex because you're reacting to their toxic behavior. So in other words, they're wanting you to sit back and just take it all on board without saying anything. That's not okay. And dealing with someone like this, it's a massive roller coaster and it's a massive, massive head fuck. And the hardest thing about it is when you walk away from a narcissist or however the relationship ended, the hard thing is that's not where they end with you. They will still keep being involved. They're there. If you've got kids and you're co-parenting, they will do anything they can to step into your life, to control you, to manipulate you, to do whatever they can to fuck you over. And I can guarantee you, if you've left that relationship and you've spoken up about something bad that happened in that relationship, or you've actually spoken about things that they did or ugly traits that they had, and they find this out, they will do whatever they can to hurt you, to see you suffer. Because never ever will a narcissist want to look like the bad person. They have an image to uphold. They don't care about anything else, but their image. And the thing with a lot of narcissists, they may come across, whether it's female or male, they may come across as looking very tough and very controlling and in power because of the way they manipulate things. But a lot of the times, these people are very insecure and they're hurt that you've walked out and you've left them. They don't like that. So they will make sure they punish you. They will make sure you suffer and they will make sure that no matter what happens, they look like the good person because their name cannot be dragged through the mud. So they will go to all lengths to make sure you have the bad reputation in the breakup. And like I said, it's the biggest head fuck you will ever experience. Your head is like in a washing machine throughout this whole process. And sadly, it's not just something that ends in a few days. It can take years. It can seriously take years. Now, I'm at a place where I have lost all emotions to my ex. And I've mentioned this in previous episodes. I have no emotion. I have no, like, I don't even have any anger anymore. And the reason that why that is, even though he has hurt me more than anyone in my entire life has, I don't care enough to react. There is zero care factor. He's my daughter's father. That's it. I don't need to worry about what he's doing. I don't need to worry about what he's saying. I don't need to even care if he's saying anything about me. Don't care. Say anything. Just don't say it in front of my daughter. But it took me a long time to get to that place. The start of that breakup was a dark, dark place. And I'm sure it is for a lot of people. You just think, how the fuck am I ever going to get through this? They are in my life. Am I going to have to put up with this forever? No, you don't. No, you don't. You've got to find a way to speak up for yourself. And you've got to find a way to no longer care. Now, like I said, when I first going through the breakup phase with my ex, 
And then I started coming across all these different traits. And a lot of people probably don't even know what this is. I mean, more, it is more of a common term that's used these days. You hear it thrown around a lot, narcissist, gaslighting, manipulative. You hear these terms quite often these days. You see them thrown around on social media and reality shows. They're very common terms. So most people do know about them. But nearly 10 years ago, when I broke up with my daughter's father, it wasn't heard of as much as what it was these days. And like I said, I had to research it. I had no idea what the word narcissist was until I started Googling and researching his behavior and what was happening and why it was happening. Did learn and get a better understanding of what he was doing, why he was doing it. But there was nothing around that teaches anyone that's going through it what to do, how to handle it. What are you supposed to do in that situation? You can learn what narcissist is, what gaslighting is, what manipulate is, and you can learn what the traits are and how to spot them. But that's it. That's where it ends. Sadly, it's still very easy to feel sorry for them. When you actually discover it, everyone's different. Everyone might handle this situation differently. But when I first discovered, I thought, I wonder if I can help him here. I wonder if I can do something to change this. You can't. And I think I mentioned this in my last episode about controlling co-parents. You can't change anyone. Not unless they come to you and acknowledge what they've done, acknowledge that they're not happy with the way they're behaving, you're not going to be able to change them. Because if you address to them or you point out to them that they're being narcissistic and they're manipulating you, they're going to find a way to turn that against you. They don't like that. They don't like being caught out on their shit. So don't try and change someone. Now, it is hard and it's not just the emotional pressures of it. It's also the financial pressures. They don't make breakups easy. And if there is someone out there that's been with an narcissist and had an easy breakup, holy smokes, I want to hear your story. Because quite often, they will make it a living hell. They will make you suffer for leaving them. And they will make you suffer emotionally. They will make you suffer mentally. And they will make you suffer financially. And if that means dragging out court cases unnecessarily, if that means taking things to court when you don't even need to go and it can quite easily mutually resolve things, if that means screwing you around with child support, it could also be them messing you around with financial settlements. They're not going to make it easy. They will make you work. And in this process, they will fuck with your head in a way that you've never experienced. And it is is the worst experience you'll probably ever go through. Now, I really hope that once you've gone through this one experience with a narcissist that you never have to go through it again because it's a fucking living hell. It really is. And things will happen in the whole process where you might even tell friends or tell other people about what's happened or you might just talk to people because you want to just vent about what's happened. And things will sound so ridiculous and so crazy that your friends will probably look at you and go, what the hell, are you talking shit? Because they will do the most insane things. And the thing that makes it even harder to have certain people believe you is that they put on such a nice act to everyone else. In everyone else's eyes, they're the most amazing person ever because they're all about their image and their ego. They want to look good in front of everyone. So they will not let anyone see that ugly side of them. So if you start to react or if you start to act crazy, as they say in their eyes, or respond to their shitty and bad behavior, then that's perfect for them. They can make you look like the crazy one. They're just sitting back with the smile on the face saying, see, look at them. Look at the way they're behaving. Look at them. That's what they want. And they want to sit back and be as calm as possible. And that's what they want people to see. And the thing is, majority of people believe it. I lost so many friends in my breakup with my ex because he put that charming smile on And everyone believed him over me and he spoke shit about me to so many people and the stories and the lies that were said just so he could have people on his team. But I don't just want to sit here today and talk about my story. I mean, I'm happy to if that's what you want to hear, but I want to talk about what to do in that situation. How do you handle it? The more education that's out there about narcissistic behavior, the more people are realizing that that's what they're going through. Because you see it quite often on posts and social media, just broken up with my ex and they've taken everything or they don't let me have access to the kids or they don't, they've stopped paying child support or there's something. 
And you can tell by the way they're talking and the way that the message goes. Now, I'm not saying that's only narcissistic people that behave like this, but when there's other things that are happening as well, you can tell you've got a narcissist on your head. And when they're talking about it getting ugly and very aggressive, you can tell where that's going. Just going back to what I was saying about my situation, like I said, I don't want to make it about me, but I even got to the point where I said, I don't care what you want to say about me. I don't care who you talk to or what you think. All I care about is my daughter and I'm her mother. And the fact that you feel the need to do this to your own daughter's mother speaks volumes of your character. If you're a decent human being, you would drop your act and put your child first. But that's the thing with these people. They're so caught up in their own little bubble of making themselves look good that they will neglect their child's needs as a way to make sure their image is protected. And if that means stopping child support payments, if that means not turning up to certain events for the kids, knowing that maybe the mother's going to be there or the father's going to be there. So they're like, I don't want to be there because they're going to be there. So they're going to miss on one of their child's events just because the other parent's going to be there or depriving them of certain things in the breakup because they don't want them to have it. But even though the child will benefit from it, the other parent might need that because they're the primary carer of the child and they need that for them to move on. But they're going to deprive them of that. Like, for example, when I broke up with my ex, I sold my car in the relationship with him and we just had the one car. That was a manipulative move on his end. And it was agreed in the process of us breaking up that I was going to get that car. But he stopped it. He managed to stop it. So I had to get the bus everywhere. And that was one, a controlling tactic on his end. And two, a tactic to make sure I was left with nothing. And that's what they do. They want to see you suffer. So what do you do? How do you handle it? Well, there's two ways. You can go through the legal avenues and going this option is quite costly. It is. And they don't make it easy. And I can guarantee you now, mediation will not work. We took the mediation process and nothing was resolved. So if you're with a narcissist and they're quite happy to go down the mediation path, then 100% take that option. But it's highly unlikely that they're going to give in to something so easily. So you've got the option of taking it down the legal path, which like I said, is expensive. Because they don't just give in and say, yep, they can have that, they can have that, they can have that. No, they'll go through everything with a fine tooth comb and do what they can to make sure they're the ones that come out on top. Or the other option is just to emotionally and mentally give up and go, you know what? I don't give a fuck. Take what you want. I have the kids. That's it. And that's exactly what I did. Now, I'm not saying that's the best option. For me, financially, it left me fucked. I left with nothing but a suitcase of clothes and my daughter, not even my friends. They took his side. And it was the hardest thing ever. But I've built my life up to a place now where I'm extremely happy with where I'm at. And it's constantly getting better and better by the years. And I love that. But it was hard. I went through some really hard, hard times to get to where I am now. But you've got to come down to the point where do you want to fight with them? Do you want to battle with someone that's never going to compromise or give in? Do you want to fight with someone that's not putting the needs of the kids first? They're putting the needs of their own fucking ego first. Is it worth it? And it's hard because that's your money. That's your possessions. And I lost so much. Even though he tells people, no, she didn't buy that. She didn't do this. Fuck off, mate. I've been working on my life. What do you think? I've just come and gone with nothing? Like, fuck. And people believe it. So you can do that. You can just get up and walk away with nothing and continue your life knowing that you can not worry about that mental and emotional stress but you've got the financial stress or you can go down the legal path and you've still got the financial stress because you've got to pay for the legal costs and then you've got the mental and the emotional stress that goes with it because they will head fuck you so sadly there's no way out of it now I'm not going to sit here and give any legal advice because that's not my domain at all but I will say as hard as it was to walk away from it with nothing and as hard as it is to see him and his partner sitting on furniture that I paid for I know that I'm living a life that I built on my own I've had no fucking handouts and I haven't had to worry about him in my ear about anything about what I'm doing what I paid for or anything now the thing is with these narcissists a lot of these behaviors are something that stemmed from their childhood and quite often it's either someone that's been given way too much love and attention and they've got a really inflated ego and they just come into the world thinking they're a goddamn king or a queen and they think they've got power over everyone or it's someone that's the complete 
opposite end of the scale where they've just been completely deprived of attention. They've been completely deprived of any love or any kind of affection in their childhood. So now that they're an adult, they're really forcing it and they're really, they're taking it to the other end of the scale by making sure they get attention. They're forcing the attention to be on them by making other people look like the arsehole. And it's a really sad sad way to try and get attention and it's a really sad way to get people to like you. You've got to lie to people and talk shit to have people on your team. It's pretty fucking low. What kind of life is that? And that's the thing, they don't give a fuck. And as much as you can try and understand their emotions and as much as you can try and feel sorry for them, because I went through that stage, I felt sorry. Oh, but you know, he's had a shit childhood, maybe there's something I can do. You can't because no matter what you do, you try and do that. You get sucked in. They will suck you in. And you do start to feel sorry for them because one day you'll have the shits and they might come in and put on a smile face and because they want something from you. You'll get sucked in and then the next minute they'll come back and be an arsehole again. So don't fall into their games of when they try and do that sweet and innocent little thing because that's their way of trying to get something from you. Don't fall for it. And don't feel sorry for them because they don't feel sorry for themselves. And it's hard. It, it's It's not easy to get to that place where you can just completely cut them off emotionally and you can get to a place where you can really step back and go, I can't help you. I can't do anything. When you smile to me and want something nice and you're really nice to me, I know you're lying. You have zero care factor towards me. You've shown your true colors to me when you were in the relationship and when we've been going through the breakup. Putting a little sweet, innocent smile doesn't cover up all that negative and hate that you put me through. So how do you handle all the manipulation and the gaslighting and the lies and everything else? Well, the easiest advice I can give is you don't need to. You don't need to handle it. Now that you've left that relationship, it's now not your responsibility. You were in a relationship with a narcissist, they're probably already in another relationship and they do it very quickly very quickly. And that's also another hurtful thing. When you're in the process of grieving that whole relationship and you're losing everything that you've just had, you're losing your family life, you're losing possibly your friends, you're losing all your finances and everything else. And then within such a short period, you're replaced. And it's the final nail in the coffin. But it's it just stings. But that's what you need to look at and go, okay, they're really now showing me their true colors. They're really now showing me that I'm irrelevant to them. Why am I putting any energy into caring about what they think? Why am I putting any energy into work my life or my schedule around them? Why am I changing my child support arrangements to suit them when they want a private collect, but I want to go through child support, but I'm doing it to suit them? Why am I changing school pickup time or drop off times or anything else to suit them? when they're not doing anything to suit me. So this is your time that you need to step back and go, okay, I'm an equal parent here. I have value. I have some self-worth and they can't just walk all over me anymore. This is not okay. So like I said, they will do things to ruffle your feathers and they will find the most out there fucked up things to say and do to really wiggle their way back in and to screw with your head. But the best advice I can give is just let it go. Because the more you react to them, the more they will fight back. Because they don't back down on a battle. Narcissists do not back down on battles. They thrive on attention, even if it's negative. Because if they send you a text message that pisses you off, and you send them back a text message that maybe addresses something that they did or responds to their message in a way that's maybe having a dig at them, they're not just going to read it and back down. They will retaliate even harder. Do you want that? Narcissists do not back down. Narcissists do not make your life easy. And narcissists do not focus on anyone but themselves. And if their ego is hurt and you've said something to hurt them or to upset them or make them question who they are, they will not back down. Even if you point out in a message that you know they're behaving like a narcissist, even if you actually find something to say back to them, You might be able to point out to them, oh, but I've seen you do this. Or they might question something that you're doing and you might be able to one-up them and say something back. But you've hurt their ego. And even though they've done it to you, they don't give a fuck. What they've done to you means nothing. You've hurt them and they're not going to step down now. So sadly, everything is one-sided in the world of a narcissist. 
they don't have the emotion or the mental capacity to look at something from someone else's perspective. They can't empathize with someone else because they've got no even care factor or empathy for what they've been through. Because if they did, they'd probably step back and go, you know what, this is shit, the way I'm behaving and what I'm doing, I need to do something better with my life. And there are some out there that do it. There are those narcissists out there that can step up and recognize their behaviors and actually want to do something about it. But the majority out there, they don't. They don't recognize what they're doing wrong. They don't see anything wrong with what they're doing. In their eyes, they're just protecting their image and that's all they care about. Even if it means hurting everyone that's in their way, they still don't see what they're doing wrong because they're just protecting themselves and they just want to protect their ego and make sure they look good. And yes, it's extremely self-absorbed, but that's what narcissists are. They are self-absorbed. And the hardest thing is they don't just give up. You can't just get a few text messages from them and then just ignore it and they'll just walk away from you, especially if you're going down the legal path. They will not make that easy. So what do you do? How do you manage this? How do you live your life again like a normal person when you're constantly getting fucked over by this person that just wants to see you left with nothing? And that's a sad thing. And the majority of time, the person that's doing this is not the primary carer of the child. So they're wanting to hurt the primary carer, the person that's looking after the kids the most, They want to hurt them and see them left with nothing when they're the one that's looking after the kids. And in a normal world or in a normal person's brain, they'd be like, okay, well, they're looking after the kids. I want them to be okay. I want them to be comfortable because I want the kids comfortable. I want the kids looked after. But in their eyes, they don't even think about it like that. They're not even looking at, they've got their blinkers on and all they're looking at is hurt them, hurt them, hurt them, hurt them. They're not even seeing outside and what, the other people and the other things that are getting affected by their actions. And you can point it out to them as much as you like. You can say, oh, what you're doing here is affecting the kids. And their response will probably be something stupid like, well, the kids are not going to want to live with you when they grow up anyway. They'll just want to come back to me or they'll find some stupid egotistical thing to say to make themselves feel good and to make it look like what they're doing is not bad, even though it's extremely fucked up. There's no point addressing anything that they're doing wrong, even though we know it, even though we see it, even though we're living through it and we're having to deal with it on a daily basis, addressing it is not going to get you anywhere. And I remember once when a while ago at the start of my breakup, we were doing private collect with child support. And again, that was his control tactic. He chose to do that. And whenever he had the shits with me or something happened with me that he was pissed off at, he would stop paying child support, a control tactic. Because in his eyes, child support was to support me. He was treating it like he was paying me to live. No, child support is for the kids. And it pisses me off when parents out there think that they can decide when and how much they should pay the other parent because they think it's supporting the other parent. Going back to what I was saying. So he decided that he thought it was okay to stop paying child support and a couple of months into it of not receiving any payments because he stopped them, I decided to call up child support and let them know and I decided to go through them and set a private collect. And they gave me some advice, which it's common, kind of common sense in a way, but it was probably the best advice I ever heard. It was, a, it was also like a big wake-up call. And the lady I spoke to, she was lovely. She was really nice. And she said something to me. She said, never, ever be dependent on child support. And in my head at that time, thinking, well, fuck, of course I should be. He should be paying that to help pay school fees or daycare fees or clothes or anything else. Yes, yes, I should be. But then I stopped and I thought about it. And I'm like, it makes sense. It does. Even though I left him with nothing and I literally had nothing I was slowly rebuilding my life from scratch. And then she turns around and says, never, ever be dependent on child support. But then when I process this, I'm like, yeah, okay, makes sense. But she said, don't ever rely on your ex to provide financially. And I said, it took me a minute to think about it and to process it. And ever since then, I was like, okay, well, fuck it. If I don't get child support, I need to make a way or think about how I'm going to make this work. 
because I can't be dependent on him. I can't sit around and wait, is he going to pay? Is he not going to pay? Is he going to pay? Is he not going to pay? So I had to make sure that I had enough income coming in that no matter what, I was able to provide for myself and my daughter. Even though I was already doing it tough, I still had to make sure that even if he didn't, I was okay. And that was a big eye opener. And I know a lot of you people are probably thinking, well, fuck, you should have to. Why should they get away with it? Well, no, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. But you can't make them do what's right. We've just got to focus on what is right for us and what is right for the kids. And even though our ex may not be doing what's best for the kids and may not be doing what's best for the the situation and may not be being the best role model as a parent, we've just got to do what's best on our side. And if that means just making do without their child support payments, then so be it. Because if you message them and remind them that they've missed child support payments, they're not just going to turn around and say, oh, sorry, I'll fix that up now for you. Highly unlikely. So the biggest tip I can give when you're dealing with a narcissist is don't chase them for anything. If you can go down legal avenues or your government agencies or deal with it through other people where you don't have to contact them, do it. Whether it be child support agency, mediation, Centrelink, a lawyer, or someone else that's able to offer you some government-based advice from one of those agencies that link to any sort of parenting or anything, then deal with them, contact them. Because trying to negotiate or compromise with a narcissist doesn't happen. They don't just give in. They don't just turn around and do what's best for you unless they're one of the rare few that are actually woken up and realize that they're acting like a fuckwit. So when you are going through a breakup with a narcissist, don't seek advice or support or compromise or negotiation through them because you're not going to get it. They will just mentally destroy you. And when you're pissed off, you're going to retaliate. When you retaliate, they will come back twice as hard. And if it means cutting you off financially, if it means depriving you of things in the settlement, if it means screwing you around with the kids where they've got the kids and they stop you from seeing them or they don't come and visit the kids because they're just being an asshole and they don't want to see you so they just choose not to be involved and they just choose to disappear. And that's the thing. They go from one extreme to the other. So if you retaliate or if you vent to them or get pissed off and you try to put your foot down and tell them what you think – as much as you think you're standing up for yourself, and you are, and so we should. We're all entitled to stand up for ourselves and have our own opinions, but it doesn't work like that when you're dealing with narcissistic ex. And it's hard. They may send you random bullshit messages, like they may see you out somewhere. They may have a friend that's come across your profile on online dating, so they think it's okay to message you and make you feel shit about that. They will do what they can to make you feel shit. And it's hard because you're already feeling shit because you've just your relationship's broken up, your family's just broken up, your marriage is just broken up, and you've your whole world has just shattered. So you already feel shit and here they are, just still digging, digging deeper. And you just think, when the fuck is this gonna stop? When is this gonna stop? It stops when you stop responding. I mean it may not stop completely, but it makes it easier. Don't give them attention. Narcissists thrive on attention. And like I said before, doesn't matter if it's negative attention, it's attention. And even if it is negative, they're putting that onto you. You may have a conversation with them and use the word shit or fuck or something. And they'll twist it onto you and say, oh, well, why are you swearing at me? Even though it may not be used in a manner that you're telling them to fuck off or something like that. You may have just used the word because you're pissed off and you're just venting how you feel. They will find a way to twist it onto you. And especially if you are going down a legal path, you don't want that. You don't want shit to find a way to twist it onto you because of manipulative text message that they've sent you to screw with your head. Then you've got the shits and you've decided to retaliate and now you're ripping into them with these text messages. And for them, that's golden. They're like, well, fuck, we're going to court. I'm going to show them this. So be smart. And like I say, I don't in previous episodes, treat your ex like a business partner. There's no emotions, there's no feelings. Like you're dealing with someone at work, you're making a sale, you're making a deal. You don't get all upset and think, oh no, what if they think this or what if they think this or or you don't all of a sudden get the shits with them and start telling them to fuck off or piss off or you're an asshole or this. You don't treat a business partner like that. So that's how you got to treat your ex. 
No emotions, no feelings, treat them like it's a business deal. Yep, that's fine. Thank you very much. And that's how you communicate. Even though they will piss you off, they will hurt you as much as they can. The more you react, the more they will come back. They don't stop. And the hardest thing is you want to speak up for your kids because that's what I did. I learned not to give a fuck what was being said about me and how he kept telling me I was a bad mom and I was this and I was that and my daughter would never want to live with me when she grows up. And he, I got told everything you can think of. And even though I got to the point where I just didn't give a shit, it didn't faze me. But it pissed me off because it was starting to affect my daughter. And that's when I started speaking up. Because things that he was doing, he wasn't turning up to school events or I'd ask him to attend something or if he had the shits with me and it was meant to come and pick her up for the weekend, he just wouldn't turn up. Things like that were affecting her. And that's when she'd start to ask questions. And that's when I'd speak up. Didn't give a shit about me, but when it's affecting my daughter, I would speak up. And that's when the shit started because he'd find a way to put it back onto me. Oh, well, you're stopping me from seeing her or for you're doing this or you're doing that. It was never his fault. It was always something to do with me. And it's always going to be that way. It's never their fault. So what I'm getting at there is as hard as it is to bite your tongue when it comes to them being a fuckwit and infecting the kids, you've got to do it. It's not your job to teach them how to parent. And even though the kids might start to see things, the kids might start to ask questions, you can't change them. You can maybe point it out and address it. And if they don't acknowledge or they don't do anything, then that's on them. You can't keep forcing it because their ex is the last person they're going to get advice from. You just like to hope that maybe they've got a new partner and they're smart enough to point these things out to them. Fortunately, my ex didn't. He had a partner, but she wasn't smart enough to point these things out. Most of them, they will gaslight to believe that their ex is the most psychotic person ever. So they're not going to listen to anything you say. They're going to believe everything their current partner is saying, which is your ex. So that doesn't always work. But when it comes to the kids, it just comes down to us communicating well with them and telling them what's happened, but in an age-appropriate way. You don't have to go into full details. Mum's a fuckweed or dad's an arsehole. They're not turning up. Fuck them. Don't worry about them. They don't care about you. Find an age-appropriate way to say it. If they don't ask questions, don't even acknowledge it. Don't say anything. But it's hard not to throw your ex under the bus when they're being a fuckwit. But steer out of it. Because eventually, your kids will always see their true colours. And it may take a number of years. And even though when they're older, they may still want to go there. And they may still want to be them. And they may still love them. They will still see that side of them. And that's the hard thing as well. You think when they're acting like this, you're like... I don't want you in my child's life. You're a fuckwit. I don't want you around. No, you're not seeing them. But it's hard. You can't stop your kids from having a mother or having a father. You've got to keep that relationship there. It's up to the kids to make their decision on what they think of mum or what they think of dad. It's not your job to tell them the issues that you've had between your relationship and what you think of your ex. Because what you think of your ex is your opinion, but what your kids think of them is their opinion. You can't put that onto them. They will work that out in their own time. And even though it's hard to see your kids go to their house and they may come home and think that dad's the best thing and mum's the best thing, but in your head you're thinking they're nothing but a fucking arsehole. And it pisses you off to see them come back so happy. At the end of the day, you've just got to look at it and go, the kids are happy and that's what matters. They're involved in the kid's life. They're being a father or they're being a mother And that's all you've got to focus on. Your issues between your ex and you are not relevant to what's happening with them as a parent and you as a parent. They're completely different situations. And even though they might be being a fuckwit to you, and even though they might be doing things that is depriving the kids of certain things or depriving payments which affect the upbringing of the kids or anything at all that's related to them, they may be doing fuckwit things that affects them but it affects them indirectly so the kids aren't aware of it. But even though it does affect them and we see that in their eyes, that's not what they're doing in their eyes, they're just hurting us. But still, even hurting us is wrong. Even hurting the other parent is wrong because that's the parent of their child. Why is that okay? It's not, but they're never going to see that side of it. So you can't change that. You can't force them to see your opinion or your perspective of it. 
you can't force them to have any emotions or to be empathetic or understanding. It's not going to happen. The only way to manage it is to steer clear of the bullshit as much as possible. Don't get involved in any fucking unnecessary drama. And a lot of this does relate to previous episodes, but don't retaliate with their bullshit. And as hard as it is, just a lot of it does, a lot of it is meaningless. And some of the things they will say to you, they're just so out of this world stupid. And sometimes you will just read comments or texts or something that they've sent to you. You're like, what the fuck are you saying? That doesn't even make sense. But they will try and hurt you so much and they'll just say the most stupid and outlandish things. You're like, where the hell are you pulling this from? And a lot of times they will say things which is just, it's them deflecting. They will put their issues or their insecurities onto you to make it look like you're the one in the wrong. Like they might say to you, oh, they're never going to want to live with you when they grow up, like referring to the kids. But deep down, that's them worried about the kids not wanting to live with them because clearly the way they're behaving they're reacting from a place where they didn't have any love and affection as a kid and they're now worried that when the kid grows up they're not going to give them again any love and affection so they didn't get it as a kid and they didn't get it as an adult so they're projecting that onto you they're projecting their issues and insecurities onto you trying to make you look like the bad parent when really that's their insecurities don't fall for it because they will do it they'll accuse you of doing things or project shit onto you and you're like it doesn't make sense. I would never do that. Or that's just not possible. But you know it's them projecting their shit. And they're trying to make you feel like shit. They're trying to erode your self-esteem and destroy you in every way possible. And if you keep acknowledging it and if you keep responding, it will. It will fuck with you. It will destroy you mentally and emotionally. So to be honest with you, I wish I had advice like this when I broke up with my daughter's father. Someone just to tell me, you know, Leanne, just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It doesn't mean anything. But it's hard when you're in such a place where you're so hurt, you're confused, you're upset, you just want answers, you just want an apology, you want to know what's happened. And then they start just attacking, 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 attacking. So you're like, fuck this, I'm not going to tolerate this. So you retaliate. And then it's just a back and forth ping pong match with fucking attacks and digs at each other, which goes nowhere but gets you pissed off and they're probably not pissed off because they don't give a shit. They're just like, huh, look at them, psycho ex. Look at them. Why are you swearing at me? That's what they'll start saying shit like that. But just remember, the shit that they're putting onto you is their insecurities. Don't try to prove a point and don't try one-up them because you will not win. If you try one-up a fucking narcissist, they're going to come back at you. If you try to prove a point to them, they're going to come back at you. Or they'll put the blame on you or they'll put something on you and make you look like the fuckwit. It's not just an easy thing where they go, oh, they've said that. Okay, no worries. They don't just give in. They don't just apologize. They don't make your life easy. And as much as we would love to make that process easy, as much as we'd love to see them change or to make it easier or to put the kids first, and to focus on other people besides themselves, it's not going to happen. So the only way to make that process easier is to focus on you and to focus on your kids. And that's it. And that's going to mean turning a blind eye to a lot of things. And that's not easy. It's going to mean being the bigger person. Do you really want to be the bigger person when you're being treated like an asshole? No, you don't. You just need to remember the only people that are important to you in this situation is you and your kids. And that's it. That's it. Focus on doing what's best for you and your kids. Having a fight with your ex is not what's best for them. Proving a point and trying to one-up them is not what's best for them. Remember, would you do that to a business partner? Would you want to prove a point to them? Would you want to tell them to fuck off? Would you want them to explain why they're behaving a certain way? You probably wouldn't give a shit. If they're a business client or something, you just not even give them the business and just leave them and not even speak to them again. And that's kind of what you've got to do here. Just don't speak to them unless it's something that's really relevant to what you need to communicate about, which is something related with the kids. And that's it. Don't feed into their bullshit. Don't engage. Don't give them the attention that they want. They don't need any more attention and they don't need it from you. It's not your job to stroke their egos anymore. Leave it. Let someone else stroke their ego. Let someone else do their dirty work. It's not your responsibility. 
If they're not stepping up to the plate and doing what they should be doing as a parent, then that's on them. That's on them. It's not your job to fix. You can address it, but if they ignore it or choose not to do anything about it, then that's not a you problem. That's on them. That's their issue. It's not your job to fix their faults. It's not your job to force them to change. And even though it does impact your kids and even though you want them to step up and be a better parent and be a better role model, you can't make them change. And like I said before, you're not the person that they're going to listen to. Them taking advice from their ex is not something they're going to take on board. You might just be thinking, all I want is just my kids to have a good role model as a parent, a good father figure or a good mother figure and have a good influence on my kids' lives. But you can't force that on them. You can't force them to be a better parent. Like I said, you can address it, you can point it out, but don't force it. All you can do is you can be the better parent. And it's hard because sometimes you feel like you're parenting twice as hard because they'll go to the other parent's house and they will do stuff with them that you just think, holy fuck, that's just completely fucked up and that is not appropriate to be doing with the kids or that's not an appropriate thing to say around the kids where they might be questioning who you're dating and they might be asking the kids that that's not appropriate so they might be asking the kids inappropriate things or doing things or saying things or questioning them which the kids don't realize but that's just their manipulative behavior you can't change them you can't as much as you want to just ring up your ex and say what the fuck are you doing when you hear them do that all you can do is to say to the kids okay, mom or dad should not be asking you these questions. Next time they ask you that, just tell them to contact me. That's it. Because if you get angry and you message them or call them about something that you disagree with that happened in their house, they're not going to respond and just say, thank you for letting me know. I'll make sure I won't do that again. They will retaliate and go, well, who the fuck are you telling me how to parent? Who the fuck are you telling me what to do in my house? And guarantee they'll probably just keep doing it. So if something happens with your kids in their care that you don't agree with, you can't rip into them about it. Your job is to sit down with the kids and say, okay, this is how it should have been handled. If that happens again, this is what you can say and just make sure you let me know and we can work out how to handle it in, in the future. And the older the kids get, the more the kids will see what they're like. They will see their true colours. And it's not about forcing it. It's not about wishing it on them. It's like, oh, I can't wait till they see their true colors of their father or their mother and what she's put me through. I can't wait for that to happen. You don't want to wish your kids to hate the other parent. You don't want that to happen. Even though we may hate them or you may think that their mother or their father is the biggest asshole in the world. You don't want to wish on your kids finding out the truth and hating the other parent. Because they might have been an asshole to you, but they may not directly be an asshole to the kids. Let them have their moment with the kids or their moment with the other parent. That's it. And eventually when you get a new partner, maybe you've got one now already, but when you do move on with someone else, that's when you can show them what a healthy relationship is. That's when you can show them how things should be and whether it may be a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they could eventually, once you've been together for a while, come on as a mother figure or a father figure. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to come in and they're going to be their new father or they're going to be their new mother. I'm not saying that. But usually when you're with a partner and you have kids there, they will step in as a mother figure role. Not necessarily be their mum or not necessarily be their dad, but they'll take on that figure role. And then they will see, ah, okay, this is how it is. doesn't happen like that at mum's house or doesn't happen like that at dad's house. That's what a healthy relationship is. And that's what I'm saying. It's not about forcing things on the kids or forcing opinions or making the kids hate the other parent. They will see. And it's your job just to teach them healthy relationships, healthy boundaries, knowing what's right. And they may eventually still grow up to love the other parent. And that's okay. They may not grow up and go, oh, I hate mom. I hate dad. They may still want to be in the other parent's lives. And that's okay. You can't force them to not want to be. But they might love them in a different way. But just because they handle things different to us doesn't mean their child should hate them. It's not an easy concept to grasp. But to do that, you've really got to be in a good place in yourself. And a lot of people don't like that because they feel jealous. Oh, I don't want them to have a better relationship with mum. I don't want them to have a better relationship with dad. It doesn't matter. It's not a competition. It's not a competition. We want the kids to have both parents in their lives. Even if one acts like a fuckwit. They were a fuckwit to us, but they're not a fuckwit to the kids. And that's what you've got to remember. 
So it's all about communicating healthy boundaries with the kids, communicating to them if they come back and they complain about something that happened at mums or they complain about something that happened at dads, sit down and talk to them and communicate, okay, this is how we should deal with it. Next time it happens, this is what you say. And it comes down to having healthy boundaries with our ex. Don't tolerate the bullshit. Don't feed into their toxic games. Don't retaliate. If they try and say to you, fuck you, I'm taking this much money and you're only getting this much. If you start doing tit for tat, it's not going to get you anywhere. Sometimes it's easy to say, okay. And the hardest thing is just to not get angry. Do not get angry. Because if you're getting angry, they're just going to get angry back. But if you're not angry at them, you're just responding in a completely neutral tone. They can't get angry at you. I'm now at a place where my ex now says please and thank you to me. Or when, when he picks up my daughter or something, when she's getting dropped there, he's like, oh, thank you. I'm like, oh, where's this coming from? Because I've now put down boundaries. He knows where I stand. He knows I don't take bullshit anymore. Four, our pickups and drop-offs were all fighting and drama and negativity. And it just left me stressed every time I had to deal with him. Now our contact is extremely minimal extremely minimal and when it is it's all about pick up or drop off time with my daughter and that's it because he knows I no longer communicate with anything else and so just touching on this just a little bit before I wrap it up one of the biggest things I want to emphasize is just remember to keep your emotions in check and keep your ego in check it's very easy to get pissed off at the other parent and decide that kids should not go there I don't agree with that unless there's something extremely serious that's happened but I don't agree with depriving the kids of having the other parent just because something happened between you two. That's your issues, not the kids. And even though they've been manipulative and gaslighting and done everything possible to destroy you under the sun, like I said, I know I've been there. I'm not dismissing anyone's feelings or emotions. It's fucking hard. But fuck life is easier when you get to the point just to not give a fuck. It's so much easier when you learn not to even respond Why do you care what they think? Why do you need to prove a point to them? It's so much easier. And like I said, I'm now getting pleases and thank yous when we used to be at a place where it was just constant fighting. When you learn to not argue back, they have nothing to argue with you about. When you learn to not respond, what are they going to say back to you? It is hard when they're getting vindictive and trying to take things from you and trying to hurt you and trying to see you suffer and trying to take everything from you but don't contact them don't and as hard as it is try and speak to someone speak to myself speak to a psychologist speak to someone that can help you I'm here if you need to talk but don't vent your anger out on your ex when you've already got all these emotions that you're dealing with because it won't help your situation and especially when you're going down the legal path keep it in a professional manner and let your ego go. Don't worry about their childish behaviors. Don't worry about what they're trying to do as much as it hurts you, as much as you're sitting there thinking, I've got fucking nothing, and they're still trying to take from me, and they're still trying to hurt me. Don't engage. Don't engage. Don't give them anything to fight about. Don't. And set your boundaries. If they start interfering or they start doing shit that's not okay, step up and say, this is not okay. I'm not responding not accepting this and only communicate when it's necessary and if need be when you're still going through the early stages and you're still really pissed off and angry and you've got all these emotions going through your head then maybe communicate through someone else whether it be your mom or a sister or a close friend get them to message or correspond if it's a situation where you're just going to get triggered and you're going to get pissed off every time they communicate with you then get someone else to do it on your behalf If that means keeping your mental and emotional state in a healthy place, then do that for a while until you can actually learn to not let it phase you. But that's the biggest thing about dealing with a narcissist and trying to move on is getting to a space where you can learn to not let it phase you. Because I can guarantee you don't phase them. If anything, they may be jealous of you. They may be jealous that you got up and left and you've left them behind and they're feeling hurt. They're feeling neglected. How dare they leave me? Because they've already come from that childhood space where they've already felt neglected and they've felt like everyone was hating on them. Now all of a sudden their wife or girlfriend or husband, whoever it is, has just walked out of them. So they're hating on you at the moment. They're hating on the world and you're going to suffer because of it. 
but don't feed into it. That's their emotions and they need to sort that out on their own. Don't let them use you as their verbal punching bag. It's not okay. What I'm getting at is here, you can't change a narcissist. You can't change how they react. You can't change that they have no emotions or care factor or consideration to anyone else outside of them. You can't change that. You can't point that out in them because they won't see that. In their eyes, they're not doing anything wrong. They're just protecting their image. You can't change anything about them. The only thing you can change is the way you handle the situation. And the best way to handle the situation is to have minimal contact whilst you're still angry and pissed off and hurt. Keep it to a minimum. Or like I said, get someone else to message on your behalf. Even if it's from your phone and they think you're messaging But if someone else is messaging on your behalf, they won't have that anger or that frustration or the emotions involved like you do. So get someone to do that and then work out a way that you can get to a place where you're not bothered by anything that they say or do. And it's hard because they will just turn off the switch to your relationship like it's nothing. One minute you're deeply in love and the next minute you're their worst enemy. And it's hard to process that. It's a very difficult thing to process. Hold on a second. Just days ago, I was a love of his life and now he wants to see me hurt as much as possible. He wants to see me suffer or she wants to see me suffer. It's a hard thing, but you've got to learn to let that go. It's not something wrong with you. That's just them. That's where they're at. That's the narcissistic behavior and it can't change. It can't change. And you need to step back and have your time to grieve the relationship because it will take a moment because you will sit there and question all the things. Oh, but this is what happened. We were so happy then. We were so happy here. And now he's doing this or now she's doing this. That's their behaviors. Okay. You've just got to learn to let it go and learn to accept it and learn to process it. And it's not going to happen overnight. It could take a year. It could take two years. It could take three years. It's going to take some time, but you will probably need to speak to someone. You will need to get some support. So like I said, try and let the emotions go. And the best way to start doing that is to start doing things for you. Start looking after you. Start caring for you. Okay, because you're going to be really in a shitty headspace. You're going to be confused. You're going to be lost. You're going to be unsure. Start doing things for yourself that's going to make you feel good. Start finding ways to put some care into yourself. I'm not saying you didn't before, but start doing it now or doing it more doing little things that can make you feel good so you can come home at the end of the day and not just be, oh, fuck, I've got a text message again and I feel fucked. I'm just going to sit down and have a glass of wine that ends up being a whole bottle of wine. You end up having a chocolate and you end up feeling shit. If you have a day at work and you've got a message and it's pissed you off, go to the gym instead. Catch up with a friend for a coffee. Go down to the beach and clear your head. Listen to a podcast. Do a meditation. Journal. There's so many things you can do. Put on some happy music. I always got my selection of songs that make me feel good when I play them. There's so many things you can do to make you feel good. Go get a massage. So if you're going through this process and you've got all these emotions going on, do something to look after you. Do things for you. Okay, so to wrap it up again for the second time, I think I said about 10 minutes ago that I was going to wrap it up. To manage a breakup when you're going through one with a narcissist, avoid unnecessary contact. Keep contact to a minimal. Use someone there to help you if need be. Don't engage. Get legal support. Seek your support from government agencies if they're being assholes with certain things like child support. Use your support network, family, friends, anything. And try and drop your emotions. And to do that, you've got to also learn your self-worth. You've got to learn your value. You know, hold on, I don't deserve to be spoken to like that. That's not acceptable. And to do that, you've got to look after yourself and learn, nope, this is not on. And that's when you learn to shut off. That's when you learn to let go. Learn to let go of those emotions and not respond from your ego. And don't forget that other parent is still the parent of your kids. Okay, as much as they've pissed you off, you don't want to deprive your kids of that relationship. So you've got to be the parent that sometimes has to work twice as hard and put in that effort twice as hard to parent because you're reparenting again after shit that they've picked up from the other parent's house. So you've got to communicate with your kids healthy boundaries if they're seeing and doing things that are not acceptable that's happening at the other parent's house or the narcissistic parent's house. So show the kids healthy boundaries, show the ex healthy boundaries so they know that nope, I'm not standing for this. And don't forget, no matter how much of a fuckwit they are, they are the parents of your kids. And it's not your job to force your opinion of your ex onto the kids. In time, they'll make up their own opinion. And doesn't matter if they love them until they're 60, 70 years old. That's okay. 
they will have their own love for them. They may love them in a very different way. They may love them in the same way. But in the day, it's not a competition as to which parent is loved more by your kids. It doesn't matter. They hurt you emotionally and maybe in other ways, but they didn't do it to the kids. So keep that separate. And trust me, I'm not just talking from my arse here. I know what it's like. I've been there. Okay? But it's possible. And I'll say it a third time. I've said this already. I'm now at a place where I'm getting pleases and thank yous when it used to be nothing but fighting and drama. You can get there. It's possible. Okay? Thank you all for listening. I really hope you got something from this. This went quite a fair bit longer than I expected. But if you're wanting some more support or some more advice and jump onto my website, I do have some services there. Get me a DM to my Instagram page. The link is in the show notes below. If you do want to message me, I'm open to all questions, feedback or anything you have to say. And if you are loving the show, guys, give me a review on iTunes. I love to hear how you're taking that podcast. I love to hear your thoughts. And also the more reviews and the more likes and everything that I get, the more it gets heard in other people's ears. So let's get Life After Plus one out there and let's empower all our single parent friends to enjoy their journey of being a single parent and realize it's not a bad place to be. Single parenting is fun and let's learn to love it. All right, guys, I really hope you got something from this. Like I said, if you've got any questions, shoot them through and until next time, I'll be in your ears then. Thank you for joining us on the Life After Plus One podcast. If you loved what you heard today and looking for some further support, then jump onto our website, lifeafterplusone.com. Plus, don't forget to check out our Instagram page for further resources and inspo. You can find all the links in the show notes. And remember, you're not alone on this path. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, keep thriving, keep growing, and keep exploring your amazing Life After Plus One.